Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to this very special edition of Atlanta Business Radio. It's time for Trusted Advisor Radio, brought to you by our good friends at Country Financial. Now here's your host, Chris Seabrook. Thanks, Stone. So it is Thursday, May the 9th, and this is actually National uh, Small Business Week. So I've got some great guests on the on the show this month and uh, looking forward to, to introducing everybody. Let's um, start with uh, Joy Turner. She's actually with the Urban League of Greater Atlanta. Good afternoon. I'm Joy Turner with the Urban League of Greater Atlanta. I am the program manager for Project Ready, which is a youth-based college preparatory program for our high school students here in Atlanta. Fantastic. Okay. And next we have uh, Misty Frazier, um, a.k.a. Chef Flava. Yes. Um, Welcome, Chef. Hi. How you doing? And hello, humanity. Again, my name is Misty, but I go by Chef Flava because I have good flavor in my food. I am manifesting and saying that I'm building the next fast food empire of America. So I see myself and my dreams at night being as big as McDonald's and Burger King and all the other franchises that's out right now, but offering healthier sources of protein, uh, leaner alternatives to uh, food. Very cool. Okay. And last but certainly not least, we have Martina Young from My Enterprises. Hello, everybody. I am, again, Martina Young. I am an entrepreneur's trainer. So I'm the one that you talk to when you want to start a business and you want it to be profitable. You want to work ethically and morally and do whatever it takes to make the money. So we specialize in business and marketing development and um, IT services as well. Very cool. Wow, I need your number now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So... um, uh, Joy, I want to start start the uh, questions with you. We um, uh, every month thus far, we've been able to spotlight a, a nonprofit that uh, works with Country Financial or that I have um, hold near and dear to my heart. And um, uh, Urban League is is both. Um, but you specifically work well. Actually, let me back up. So, um, can you tell me a little bit about the partnership that uh, Urban League has with Country Financial? Well, Country Financial is an amazing partner to the Urban League and for the Urban League, specifically with our Project Ready program. Mm -hmm. Like I said before, Project Ready assists students in preparing for life after high school. So we do that in many different capacities. But Country Financial, (coughs) one of the components and proponents that they provide for our students is that financial literacy for our parents and for our students. So that way, when they graduate from high school, they are ready, financially secure and aware of what the next steps are for them. Fantastic. So, so tell me, um, for, for Project Ready, um, what qualifies, I guess, a student to be a part of the program? Just a desire to go to college or to um, be successful citizens and productive members of society um, after high school. So we really look at students who are in the city of Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, who are in ninth through 12th grade, and who have that desire for college or their career. We keep it open to many different types of students. We don't have a specific type of student that we like. We just want students who have that desire. Very cool, very cool. Um, So tell me a little bit about uh, Project Ready STEAM Academy. So during the summer times, beginning um, this summer, we'll be on Georgia State campus. Um, We'll be located at the Creative Media Industries Institute, and that 
program is a project-based program where our students will work together for one week with their peers and have judges <coughs> come with and judge them and let them know exactly where they need to do to be in the STEAM field. So we do different career exploration activities. Um, we do team project presentations. And our students create apps and uh, de uh, develop app ideas and oh, present cool. it in a Shark Tank style environment. Wow. Oh, I like that. So, so this is kind of catching you off guard. What, what would you say would be the most fun app or the most creative app that you can remember going to There was an amazing <laughs> app. Four of our students created an app called Social. Mm -hmm. um, actually, it was spelled C. I mean, sorry, S-C-H-O-C-I-A-L. And this is for students who struggle academically and they find that learning in a traditional setting was boring to them. Right. So they created this app idea to make learning fun to where it's more like a social media aspect of education. Wow, okay. That's cool. I can see how that would be very beneficial, especially for those kids who are kind of trying to get tied in, yes. but they can't really get tied in. Yes. Um, so I know that the Urban League as a whole does some some pretty phenomenal um, projects, but what are some other projects that you all do um, to kind of incorporate youth or get them encouraged and motivated? So my particular program, Project Ready, is for the high school youth, but we also have programs for students who aren't quite ready for my program. These are the students who maybe uh, dropped out of high school, may need their GED. So we have one program called the UYEP. Urban Youth Empowerment Program is for students age 18 to 24 who reside in DeKalb County. They're actually looking for participants now, um, and they pretty much prepare students for getting their GED. So they do GED prep, and then once they get their GED, they place them in a credential program so that way they can be certified in a specific field. Wow. So, so okay, so... Um I'm going into the program. Mm -hmm. I want to get certified in a, a particular career path, is, yes. is what you're saying? Yes, yes. Wow. Okay. Wow. The type of career paths that they typically go after are construction, IT, healthcare, hospitality, transportation, warehouse and logistics, film, et cetera. Very cool. Now, do you find that a lot of the kids that are going through the program um, are, are so attached to it that they come back afterwards and try to give as well? Definitely, definitely. Especially with our Project Ready program, a lot of our alumni, we've been in um, Atlanta since 2012, mm -hmm. and we, a lot of our students come back after they graduated from high school, and now we have our first um, cohort graduating from college this week or this month mm -hmm. and they come back and provide mentorship they come back and we provide internship for them as well so they're our model with the Urban League is once you're an Urban Leaguer you're always an Urban Leaguer wow wow I well like thank that. you Joy <laughs> okay so let, let's hop over to uh, Chef Flavor um, so I, I know that you recently did your launch am I, am I correct I did okay so Thursday of May no March March. Okay. Thursday in March. Okay. So, so tell me about that. How, how was, um, how was the launch? How did you, um, you know, things that you learned or whatever since then? Exactly. Well, a lot of my business venture, um, is I'm getting a lot of lessons just through life. Okay. No one's taught me how to be an entrepreneur. No one's taught me the steps that you need to take to build a business. So, mm -hmm. uh, it literally is me going going out, networking, opening my mouth, talking to people mm -hmm. who is already in my field, and then they point me into the right direction. Mm -hmm. So, when it came to like my launch, um, I wasn't too familiar. Like, you know, I'm on social media, like you know, Instagram, but I wasn't too familiar with like trying to market myself, promotions, paying for the promotions that Instagram has, mm -hmm. uh, Facebook has, mm -hmm. Yelp. Um, as Google Ads, so I'm just now being into that. I have a Google app, 
a Google Ads assistant who calls me like every week to mm-hmm. help me stay on top of my Google Ads because I do have ads. So if you type in anything about burgers, healthier choices, it's going to be an ad for La Mills that pops up. And I'm really just trying to get people to see me more, see the name, because the name La Mills is the acronym for love of my life. So Eve, I want everything to kind of be embodied around love because when you love yourself, you eat like you love yourself. Mm-hmm. It makes it easier to love other people. So that's really where my business foundation is, um, just on kind of bringing back a love to humanity through people's stomachs. Because, you know, they say the easiest way to a person's heart is yep. to through, through their, their stomach. stomach. Right? So, <laughs> you know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to tackle that burden that I feel that is on, you know, America, our society, our community mm-hmm. through food. So when it came to, like, my launch, it was just about getting my community involved. I don't have a team. I do have people who help me and who will volunteer mm-hmm. uh, when I do go live or I do post like, certain things that I have going on. Um, but it's all about hustle and grind. Like I, I went door to door before all the way to like three o'clock at night, just putting putting these flyers on people's doors on their mailbox, telling them what I have going on, going to Kroger, mm-hmm. passing mm-hmm. out flyers in Kroger, um, soliciting on people's cars. So it could be kind of annoying, but I've just felt like these are the necessary steps that I have mm-hmm. to do in order to get my business out. Right, because you never know who's going to be interested. Exactly. Right? So so you've kind of shared a, a little bit about um, your, your mission, but... Um, and you told a little bit about the name of the business, but tell me what inspired you. I mean, I, I know that you you're uh, you know well on your way to to being the next um, uh, health food franchise. But what got you here? How did you get to the point to where you said, you know what, I I, I want there to be um, a healthier option? From my own personal pain points, I know a while back when I was in like high school, like ninth grade in high school. I was in like this phase, even though I only like I look like a stick, you know, I'm only like a hundred pounds, but but I care about the things that I eat. So I'll mm-hmm. go to I'll go to McDonald's, I'll go to Wendy's and I'll say, Hey, I want a chicken sandwich, but I don't want no bread. I j- I just want the chicken and lettuce and lettuce. Mm-hmm. And like my mom she'll be like, Oh, you're doing the most, you're doing the most, but like it's just like I really want something that's better but these are the choices that I have so I have to make the most of it and I'll say well if someone did take into consideration people's health instead of like what they have in their pockets they're trying like to mass produce stuff in a way that um, it's cheaper for them but you know they get the dollar out of consumers then I was like well if no one's gonna do it I'm gonna have to be that change because I did some research Uh, McDonald's has been around for 64 years they're going on their 65th 65th year of being a very popular, lucrative business. And I want to, I'm just tired of eating McDonald's, you know, right. tired of eating right. McDonald's, tired of eating Wendy's, tired, you know, cookout. You know, it's really all the same, but it's slightly different with with my approach. Everything, everything about the fast food industry that I feel like I have a pain point with, I'm looking to change. Um, and even just besides that, as far as like my grind and my hustle, I've always been an entrepreneur. Uh, from the get-go, I, I remember my mom telling me stories like just I would get in trouble for taking like all the tissue in the house or all the light bulbs <laughs> um, and just like go out in the neighborhood and sell the light bulbs for 25 cents. But I'll come home with like five dollars. My mom would be mad because there's no tissue in the house. But she like, you know, you got up early. Mm-hmm. You went out door to door hustle. So I can't be too mad at you. But give me that five dollars so you can right. go get some more tissue. Right. So, you, so you've always had this entrepreneurial spirit. Then. Yes. And I always love cooking. I always love just being in the kitchen. Like you will know when I'm upset because I'll be in the kitchen cooking something. Um, I've all, I, I also 
was because I'm the oldest out of all my siblings. I have nine siblings. And my parents was like, you know, working day in, day night, coming home late, not feeling like cooking. So if I didn't cook, then me and my siblings wouldn't eat. So I've always been in the kitchen. Um, I feel like I've always been hustling. So I just feel like now and me growing up, coming into my role and position of of life, I'm like, okay, everything is tying in together. Mm -hmm. Like me cooking, me hustling. Even when I was like a jit before I even knew how to do anything, I used to be in the mud making mud pies and mud burgers. So every <laughs> everything is coming together. Yeah. So what? So tell me a little bit about your ingredients. What what kind of make them? Um, uh, you know, there, there are other, of course, health foods restaurants that are out there. What what sets your ingredients apart? What what would make me decide that I want to come to your restaurant or support you as opposed to some of the other chains that are out there? Uh, with the other chains, personally, I feel that it's set. You know, they give you a set menu. This is what you have to choose from. You could say maybe no cheese, mm-hmm. add tomato, whatever. But you have a set recipe. Um, I like to say that I'm like the subway for burgers. So I'm breaking all burger boundaries. Like you can literally create your burger how you want to. So I have different sources of protein that I think. I mean, I've done my research, but from what I can tell, it's really not a lot of people. It's serving venison burgers. It's serving salmon burgers. It's all about, like, beef and uh, for fish, I guess, cod or something. But, you know, the proteins that I'm choosing, it's a lot richer in nutrients. So when you do eat it, um, it's going to taste good. But if you keep keep eating it as regularly as you eat, you know, the junk that we do eat now, you'll really start to feel better. Um, I wish I had a picture of how I design my burgers um, so I could show you. But the way that I create it is, I don't want to give too much, but <laughs> <laughs> the way that I create it, uh, I create my burgers to basically have the crater built inside. Okay. So then when the customer comes in, they say, I want jalapenos, mushrooms, onions mm-hmm. inside the burgers. So when you bite it, every bite is is filled with what you what you, what you want. want. You yeah. build your burger to your own satisfaction. Yeah. Okay. So so tell me about your, th- this is a detox drink, right? Yes. Okay. So tell me a little bit about that. So this is called Less. I call it Less because it's only made with three ingredients. Uh, the ingredients is, the base of it is detox water. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's just water and lemon, how it sticks a long time. The acid mm-hmm. pushes um, impurities out your body. So that's the base of it. And then I use agave for just a natural sweetener and cherry juice for flavoring. Mm. So those are the only ingredients, but it's very refreshing. It tastes delicious, and you still get your daily intake of water. Okay. So now is this, I've done detoxes before. Is this designed to uh, promote weight loss, or is it just a a drink that I can have? um, You know, I'm sitting at home one day, I'm thirsty, and I want to have something to drink. I wouldn't go as far as say it prevents weight loss, but I do know just by because I've done a lot of detoxes as well. I mm-hmm. do know like the component of water and lemon alone pushes the impurities out your body. Like um, that acid really goes after and eats away at certain like you know things that's clogging up inside your body and kind of pushes that out. So it's definitely a refreshing drink. And it does do your good somebody, and you still getting your daily intake of water. I don't tell people that it's juice or that it's uh, that it's soda. I tell people this is flavored water. Mm-hmm. It's okay. it's okay. not like some, a juice to quench your thirst. Now it tastes good. You'll probably say uh, it tastes like juice, but I tell people this is flavored water. I, mm-hmm. I do take a gallon of water and I add like a cup of flavoring to it just to enhance 
um, the flavors and then make sure that you still are are profiting from drinking such a, a good drink, you know, mm-hmm. with good ingredients. Okay. Good. And, um, you know, you showed, shared us a, a lot of your vision, I think some of your mission, um, but what, what's your end goal? My end goal, wow. My end goal is to heal humanity with with love and I say that I tell people that the product of the food that's not really what I'm selling that's that's I guess just the carrier because my slogan is food handcrafted with love the product that I'm selling is love I want you to eat something so good that you be like oh my god I love this it makes me love myself Ooh, I love you like you know and even I even also want the name of my business Little Mills right. to be used like as a household name like another bay, another baby, another sweetheart, because yeah. it's the acronym. I I coined it. It's currently being trademarked and copyrighted, but I want it to be like you come home, hey Lamille, what's going on? And then <laughs> they look at you like Lamille, who whose name is Lamille? Like all the kids are saying it. it. It means love of my life. You're you're Lamille. You're the love of my life. Because mm, um, nice. I call the the business name actually came from my relationship. And me and my um, Lamille has been dating for like six years. So, um, wow. you know, I don't want to be I don't want to be like everyone else calling them like Bay and baby. Like be my Lamille. You're everything to me. I want to be everything to everyone else. Like I want to be I, I feel like I am. I am love. I embody it. I have so much love. Love, And it has put me in situations to where people have taken advantage of it. But that, that doesn't change my heart. I just know what I have to give, what I have to offer. Right. Um, I can't personally criticize myself for the way that another person is i, n- right. I know how i am mm-hmm. very cool okay so um uh dexy dexy kind of snuck in here on the uh, tail end so uh introduce yourself um tell us about your business real, real quick okay my name is uh dexter jones uh my company is vendata systems uh we specialize in uh, business automation uh data analytics uh everyone who has a business wants to have a business uh Tip number one, you need to start measuring everything. So uh, we help companies measure those things. We help uh, shorten the cycles for actually doing some of the work. And, uh, and yeah, we're, we're going to bring that to the people now. Cool. What's the name of your business again? Vendata Systems. Okay. And, and uh, you work very closely with uh, Martina. And um, <laughs> I, I want to I wanna kind of take a second here. One, to um, talk about um, collaboration as a whole. But, um, Martina, will you share a little bit more about your business and, um, and how you work with entrepreneurs to kind of get them to understand, um, you know, how to take care of their business, how to take their business to the next level? Wow, that's a loaded question. <laughs> how much time do I have? <laughs> okay, so one of the things is we work with people who want to start businesses mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because you have the idea. You you know, so, or you know you're talented. You know you're gifted. And all your life someone told you, oh, you should do this. Oh, you just paint so well. Oh, my goodness, you can just paint rooms. You should be an interior designer. But you have no idea what to do with that. Um, Not everyone has been gifted certain things in their life that affords them to get certain educations or to be in certain environments where that is taught. I had a father who was a serial entrepreneur and brought me in his business at 14. So that's what I have 
Lord, that's what I have been doing. Um, When I was 14, he had me call in on his accounts, you know, and call in on his accounts. And you have this little kid voice and you can't say my dad. You have to say, you know, I'm calling on behalf of Almond Janitorial and you owe us $650. And, you know, so he, you know, so he taught me that early. And um, that's one of the things that I work with is help to bring out the vision that you have. And then let's set up let's set it up on a very solid foundation mm-hmm. because too many people are just out here starting businesses haphazardly right. and they're not lasting mm-hmm. or they're just losing so much money. And then now they're just I just have to go work for someone. No, you don't. Yeah. Every career path out here, as we were telling, we were at uh, Idlewood Elementary last Friday and we told the students and I, and I mean this every career path has an entrepreneurial alliance. So you want to be a doctor? Own a practice. You want to be a lawyer? Own a practice. Mm -hmm. My daughter decided that she wanted to be a chef. My brother's a chef in Las Vegas. I'm like, I got to put you with Maurice. But, you know, all of a sudden she changed her mind. After all this good cooking, she's 16 now, 15, she says, yeah, I want to be a paramedic. Mm -hmm. No, you'll own your own ambulatory (laughs) business. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So that's that's the thing. That's one of the things that we do. And then we want to make sure, even with existing businesses who just got out Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. and they're operating like a mom-and-pop shop. I mean, these people, we, Dexter and I, have encountered people who are making a lot of money Mm -hmm. and they don't have an LLC. They don't Mm -hmm. have, they're just, they didn't even, I don't have an EIN number. Mm. Really? Mm. Uh, everything comes out of my personal account. Mm. Seriously. <laughs> I haven't filed taxes in oh. nine years. Oh, oh Jesus. Wow. So, you know, when, you know, so don't let the beautiful visual fool you. Everyone doesn't have it together. Mm. And that's what we do is we come in. We like to focus on. We don't care what you're doing right. That's great. It's working. It's working. We come in. And try to, not try to, we Scale actually it. come in, we look at what's not working, mm-hmm. what's messed mm-hmm. up, jacked up, mm-hmm. and that's what we attack, and we built that to make it stronger. Um, I say this a lot to give you a visual, and that is we have people trying to build mansions on top of trailers. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get rid of the trailer and build a solid foundation. foundation. Right. Mm-hmm. And when we're, tra- and I don't call myself a business coach, I'm an entrepreneur's trainer because. You think about a trainer. A trainer gets down there with you. Anybody yep, ever right. been to boot camp? Yep. Yes. First yep, yep. of all, they're not nice. They yell at you. They don't care that you're about to die. Mm-hmm. It's like, it doesn't matter. We'll drink some water. Or you have to earn your water. Right. So I'm the same way. You're not always going to like what I have to say, but you'll be okay because it's about the business. It's not, I'm not, I don't really care about your feelings right. at this mm-hmm. moment because that's why you're losing money, but you want to build a legacy. Mm-hmm. So from a trainer perspective, we go in and we want to show you how to do it out of our presence. You shouldn't always have to say, I got to call Martina. I got to call Dexter. I got to call Jordan. I got to call them right now because I don't, I can't make a decision. No, we're going to show you how mm-hmm. to make a decision when you're in that marketplace. And even if there are certain things you can't do, you'll know like, wow, I didn't know that to build a marketing strategy, I needed this. I didn't know how to do a competitive analysis. I, I had no clue. But now you know. Now you still may have to hire someone to do certain things. But now you have that thought process. So... Very cool. I'm trying to make it short. So right, right, right. <laughs> you, you summed it up right, uh, very nicely. So, so tell me. I know, uh, like I said, I know that you all work uh, pretty closely together. Can yeah. you tell me a little bit about how your collaboration started, and um, you know why it's a good idea for people who, 
you know, I guess can't have that that chemistry to to build collaborations to help them grow. You want me to take that? Yeah, one? you can. Okay, I'm about to plug. <laughs> right. So the so the collaboration actually began at a uh, Panera Bread. Oh. Um, we we'd run into each other after a uh, high school event, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we were just kind of. Uh, chopping it up a little bit and I told her the things that I was doing and she talked to me about uh, being an entrepreneur's trainer and I said well uh, you know how does your technology look right now and uh, she gave me a long list of the things that she had on the tech side and I said well let me see let me see if I can take a look at this and um, literally after getting under the hood for about an hour um, we kind of looked at each other and said hey let's do this and the reason it was it was actually twofold um, the first thing was, of course, the needed kind of needed to add some tech. I needed some more structure. Um, that was a pretty good marriage there. But the second thing, um, and this was probably the most important, uh, our goals were aligned okay. for for growing and uh, expanding our businesses beyond where we were. And one of the things that I see a lot of times with business owners, especially when they come in, is uh, we'll run into a situation where uh, it's kind of like crabs in a barrel, right? Right. If right. if if there are there may be competing uh, products, but they can be, still be in the same place. I've been to places where you know maybe Coke and Pepsi is in the, right. the same cooler, right. but neither one would have gotten into the building without the other. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of that's kind of the way that it goes. So even though uh, Martina and I we were kind of in the same place. I'm growing businesses through the technology and, and, and the structure of, of your organization. And she's building businesses through, uh, the practice of, of doing certain things, getting your taxes, insurance, uh, the foundational parts of your business, knowing how to do, uh, uh, SWOT analysis and things like that. Um, it was a it was a perfect marriage of those two. Now it doesn't have to be perfect because we've got some collaborations with, uh, for instance, she mentioned Jordan. Jordan uh, uh, Jordan has Atlier Studios, mm-hmm. and Atlier Studios they are their web design company. Well, I do web design as well, uh, but a lot of times. I mean, quite honestly, between me and my team, we just don't have time for those particular projects. Right. So I will call on Jordan and say, "Hey, uh, can Atlier Studio pick up this particular client?" So it's not. A, uh, it's it's more of working together as opposed to you know a, a, a complete competition where two people are like fighting against each other. So I, I think that's something that a lot of businesses, if you if you find the right collaborations, even if they're in your space, those things can work to your advantage. Right, and I I can uh, speak to that too. Like I work with other financial services professionals, and um, there are things that <clears throat> that I can definitely do. Um, like I might be able to write a particular insurance policy, but because we've got a relationship, I'm going to leave it alone. Or because I feel like you may be able to suit the needs of that particular person a little bit better. It makes it, um, it makes it better for the client and it strengthens our relationship so that we can create, uh, opportunities for more money in the future. Yes, definitely. And, and another, uh, one more thing, uh, if you look at what they do over at like a tech village, Mm -hmm. um, Tech Village has a lot of competing companies, but they share some. They don't share all their domain knowledge, but they do share uh, a lot of their um, experiences on the technical side. So, let's say that you're using uh, a Microsoft-based database as opposed to an Amazon-based one. Mm-hmm. If one of them sees that one performs better than the other, they will 
share that information amongst themselves in order to grow the entire village. And I think uh, Tech Village definitely has a, a unique structure as far as that's concerned. And we're uh, we're putting together a similar uh, situation in uh, South, in South DeKalb uh, with Vuma. We're going to do the same mm-hmm. thing. We're going to bring in entrepreneurs and, and start sharing notes and, and growing it as a whole. Very cool. Now, you, you mentioned, uh, Dex, uh, about knowing your numbers, knowing your data. Um, kind of go a little bit down a little bit further down that road and tell me a little bit about some things that that you've noticed that business owners maybe don't track and they should or um, just things that you think are valuable okay so uh, the first thing um, my mentor says says this this is one of the first things that he ever told me every job has a statistic mm-hmm. uh, the beauty of statistics are that they're um, uh, they're they're completely objective um, there's no it, it's either good or it's bad. They're high or they're low. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how I get into the math. I don't have to actually consider anything except that the number's up or down. Mm-hmm. So when you start thinking of it that way, um, like recently, we, uh, Martina and I were like, well, what is the stack going to be for our administrator that we're bringing in here? And we talked about how. Uh, the admin, how many phone calls were received? Uh, how many emails did you send out? Um, uh, uh, how many replies were sent? What did you get off of the social media? Things like that. Even though uh, they're, they're administrative functions, we can use those numbers to determine how well we're doing, right. how many calls, what, what is. And so um, having said that, every business needs to focus their attention on their stats. Um, and you need to do it on a very frequent basis. Uh, we started at two weeks. Now we do every week. Um, we're getting a lot. We're able to uh, focus our attention in the right areas if we do it weekly. Um, so if I look and see that the the number of leads that were generated were down, I can call the sales guy and say, hey, uh, you know, why, mm-hmm. why are we having less leads? And some statistics need to go up. And some for a positive, and some should also go down. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it that way, um, it, it not only just gives you something to do, you're not just checking the bank account and things, but you can begin to trend and anticipate what's going to happen next with your uh, business. So if you know, like one of the things we talked about recently was uh, we know that if we, if we track 10 prospects a week, we know we're going to get a response from two. It might not be the same 10, Mm -hmm. but tracking 10 a week is going to result in two. We've seen that over, you know, the course of about six or seven months. Now, if we, um, if we, when we increase from 10 to 15, Mm -hmm. that led to three. So now we're starting to see a trend. And when someone comes in, we can say, Hey, you need to, you need to take 15 leads and turn them over to prospects every week for us to get three new clients. Mm -hmm. Um, it, just as an example, but those are some yeah. of the things that. Mm-hmm. Can I say something to that? Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of times with entrepreneurs, we're gonna we're gonna ask you certain questions. We always ask like your numbers. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And no one ever knows. Mm-hmm. Um, or we we do group strategy calls with our clients every Thursday, and one of the things was, what's a profit? Because they think, oh, I sold a T-shirt for twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. I sold the T-shirt, but I'm like, but how much did it cost to make it? Right. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like, then okay, so then you may look and see, well, I got a price at 25 but it's costing you $24.50 to make it. Mm-hmm. We got a problem. Mm-hmm. If people don't understand their numbers, right. 
then that you can have your business set up. You can be, you can just be beautiful. Have this huge, beautiful building that we're in, that's looking over. What is that? Is that four hundred or yeah, yep, just beautiful, <laughs> right? And still not be profitable. And then you don't know why you're not profitable, and you don't know why your account is still overdrawn, and. You know, and then what are you doing with the money when the money comes in? How many sales does it take to pay your 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 rent if you want to get out? A lot of people are home based businesses, mm-hmm. but they don't understand why they can't get out of the house mm-hmm. and get into an office mm-hmm. because they don't know what they can and they cannot afford because they don't know their numbers. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I'm, I'm a very transparent person. At one point, I was like, I don't care. And the Dexter kept asking me, why? Oh, my gosh, you're getting on my nerves with this. Like, seriously. And But it's made such a difference. Yeah. And I'm glad that he just, you know, because when you're talking about collaborations and dealing with other people, you cannot have yes people. You got to yes. be, pe- you have to be around people who don't care about your feelings. And it's like, I'm not going to move from here. You have to know this stuff. Like, yeah. okay, fine. Yeah. But it, it, it makes you better it's overall. It's part of the growth. It yes. is. It is. Yes. And so um, kind of marriaging uh, or combining the two things that you talked about, you you mentioned, um, so if I'm working from home and I want to get out into an office or I just want to be able to expand, I need to know my numbers. um, What are some tools that you found have been very useful for helping people to get to that point to where, um, one, they know those financial numbers so they can expand, but then two, getting down to that granular level where you say, you know, this many calls or this many um, uh, appointments, turnovers, turns into a client. Right. I want you I want you to answer the second part, but <laughs> okay. I was, uh, was going to start with the first. For every client that comes in um, to our business, we give them a 100-question uh, review of their mm-hmm. business. Very easy, and it's done in about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And all it, it's a yes, maybe, I'm sorry, agree, uh, maybe in the middle, or mm-hmm. disagree. And, there's, mm-hmm. it, and it takes about 10 minutes to go through. Mm-hmm. And even in, it, even in the way that the questions are formed, it tells you a lot about your business from there. Mm-hmm. And we start there. Yeah. And, it, and they're broken into various categories. We can focus on those categories. And then we get into Martina. Right. <laughs> then we take that and then we can actually get into a plan. Um, now, what I did ele- yesterday was my 11th year of being a full-time entrepreneur. Wow. So, yeah, I was, excited about, I was excited about that. But I, I didn't, I just left. I just said, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to die a slow death. And I just left. Now, I'm not telling, listen, y'all on Instagram, y'all on Instagram, I'm not telling you to do that. That's what I did. But um, what we typically do if you're working outside of your home, the, the first thing is need to know what are your business expenses from your household expenses. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because sometimes people get just put them all together and then they go haphazardly get either a, their own office suite or they get a little co-share space and they're like, oh, my God, I didn't know it just cost so much. And it, But you, you thought you had all this extra, but you really didn't because that was something that you were utilizing for your house. So the AC goes out at the house and you're pulling from that budget. So using the 100, um, that qu- the, the 100 questions, I mean, I went through it and I was sitting there when I got to like maybe number 51 or 52, I was like, I don't even want to answer these questions. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like all up in my business, you know, but when you look at it, then it helps you to understand, are you really ready? Right. 
Um, and then some things are going to be, I'm just going to tell you, sometimes you're just going to have to jump. Sometimes you're going to have to jump. It's, you're not going to find perfect circumstances. It just doesn't work out. We always have a perfect plan and I promise you something's going to happen. It's going to be a perfect plan. And I bet you it rains. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Somebody blocks you in. You can't get something happens. But if you know your numbers, you have a solid foundation. That's when it's like, okay, maybe now I should venture Mm -hmm. out. And then you have to have discipline because mm-hmm. you don't have discipline. The office is going to be sitting there. You're still going to work from home. And I, I wanted to add one thing to that. So if you are, um, any of you out there are working from home right now, dedicate a space in your house. That's just for business. There's no other reason to do anything else. Dedicate a space for business. Um, also, uh, start tracking your clients. A lot of people are using things like email as their task list, as their uh, uh, customer relationship management, as their uh, uh, primary communications channel. Mm -hmm. Email email is good, but you need something structured to put your customers in and actually have and, and actually track your communications with them. So. You don't have to lose that. Oh, I was supposed to send this person an email back. I was supposed to call this person back at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. I was. Um, um, I, I have a meeting today at ten a.m. You don't miss those things when you actually leverage a tool. And those are the things that on the business automation side. That is the stuff that I do for a lot of the business. Just like okay, let's get some organization around. Thank you. Let's get some organization. Chef was trying to. Uh, <laughs> Serve us here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, but but yes, just to, just to, and it starts with just those foundational things. Who are your clients? What? Um, how are you doing your accounting? And once you get to those two, then you can get into the details of your of your business, whatever vertical that you're in. Very cool. So um, to that point, tracking. Um, are are you feel? Do you feel that uh, automation is key, or are there some things that you have to do before you can get to that automation? Automation is only a tool. Mm-hmm. First thing you need is your process. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Martina and I have talked about this a lot. Uh, the first thing you do is get your process down. Tools only help get your process better. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um, so I know, I know you all work with individuals who are looking to, to build that business. So let's say that I just have an idea. I, um, I haven't, haven't gotten off the ground, um, maybe haven't even started selling anything, but I've got this great idea and I feel like I want to get there. Is that a good, um, a, a good client? Is yes. that somebody that you can work? Okay. That's the right, one that so gets me, me excited. That. That's yeah. the one that gets, like, I'm sitting there like, oh, they have not been jaded. <laughs> 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 yes. Um, those are the most fun. Mm-hmm. Those are the most fun. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, you exist in business owners. We love you, too. Mm-hmm. We do. We do. And we'll help you. But the, the newbies, it's just like an infant. You mm-hmm. know, you get this all the new stuff. You know, it's it's you just it's exciting. <laughs> and then they're excited. And, um, and, and the, the, they're kind of not it. set in their ways. They, they are not yeah. set they're in their able ways. to mold a little bit easier. It, yeah. It's a little easier it to deal with easier. the uh, with the the uh, new businesses. But you know the thing that's happening now, um, like she was saying, that people operating the business, even the people who are have existing businesses, the stuff that 
we oftentimes have to show them, mm-hmm. it's like it's a new business. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost like it's a brand new business because yeah. they're like, oh, I didn't know that um, that I need to have a policy for how I deal with this type of customer. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and once they start picking those things up, it, it might as well be brand new <laughs> to everyone at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So um, – Martina, I know you shared that your that your your dad was a serial entrepreneur, but yes. you've got a couple businesses that you are operating as well, right? <laughs> yes, I am. So, so um, tell me what drives you to be an entrepreneur, okay. and then tell me about some of the other businesses that you that you operate. Okay, so uh, growing up, <clears throat> I was spoiled brat. I like things my <laughs> way, and I have not changed. Um, I I like to write my own rules. I always colored outside the lines. Um, I just have to, I have to be in a position to be me. Mm-hmm. So um, a few years ago, I had the opportunity to be at an event where Eric Thomas was speaking. My first time ever hearing of Eric Thomas. And I saw him speak and he came out in some tennis shoes, some jeans and a hat. And I was like, yes, because <laughs> in my space, everybody wants you in high heels and you know all the makeup and 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 I and I can dress if I want to, uh, right. but I want to be me. Right. You know, so he. I felt like Eric Thomas gave me my permission to be me, and then I had the beautiful opportunity to actually meet him and shake his hand last September. <sighs> so I was excited about that. But um, what pushes me? What was pushed me? Because I've had mm-hmm. nineteen businesses. So when I left corporate America. We Are Boss was my 17th business. And boss means business owner striving for success. Um, then the 18th business was Boss Taxes, which we've been operating for nine years. So I run oh. a full, full service tax business. Mm-hmm. Whew, thank God for a reprieve from April 15th. <laughs> and then um, last year we made the right decision to come out of the company that I was with for almost 10 years and start my enterprises, which is Martina C. Young Enterprises, and kind of repositioned myself. So we are. So the significance in that my enterprises is number 19 is that my dad passed when I was 19 years old, and I was like, this is it. Wow. And what pushes me is myself. Then when I was 28 and 30, I had two children, and my son now is 14, and he is 6'2", and he wears a size 14 in a men's shoe. He likes to eat. My daughter, 16, she's 5'3", she's no bigger than a pinky. Y'all probably about the same beautiful size. <laughs> but um, they, they motivate me, but it started with me first mm-hmm. because I can't, my, I can't be motivated by my children or anything else. Because it's me that has to get up every day. Right. So when your children leave, so you stop working on your business. So I tell everybody, you have to be intrinsically motivated. Because that's what's going to push you those days you don't want to get up. Those days, you're going to have bad weeks in business. You're going to have days that, you know, you're just going to meet difficult people. People are not going to like your food. They're not going to catch your vision. It's like, wait a second, all this love, I done poured in there. Because I'm like, I'm sitting up there thinking about your burger. I'm a burger girl. I'm like, oh. I can just have her create me a burger, you know, and, you know, but you'll have people that are going to challenge you, but you got to be motivated within yourself. So am I allowed to plug my sure, book? Sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, absolutely, yeah. And, and, and the reason I'm bringing that up is because I looked at what I had when I wrote the book, the entrepreneur's guide to becoming a boss, which is a business owner striving for success. That was taking those nine and a half years of living a true entrepreneur life, not just from 
what I went through, but what clients went through. Times mm-hmm. Tina got it right and times Martina got it wrong, mm-hmm. dead wrong. And I put it in a book to help people. And what has happened from that book is we have built several businesses. Yes. Um, other, I mean, we got a whole nonprofit that came out of it because I did a free book club. It's still on Facebook. If you bought the book, you're in the book club. And we did for a whole, almost a whole year through the whole book, we did live videos. And they're still there to help people. And that, and, and when you see that someone else has got their freedom papers and they're like, I get it. Like this, mm-hmm. I, I get it. I can have something to leave my children. I can have something to, if you want to be like Oprah and leave it to different foundations, mm-hmm. you can, but you can, cause you made the decision. And right. again, I'm a spoiled brat. Mm-hmm. It's my way or it's no way. Right. All those people, oh, my way to head. There's no choice. There's no choice. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, some people give me some difficulty. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I'm, I'm, motiv- I'm my motivation. And then, of course, and then I look at my two extensions, and that just pushes it a little bit more. So I'll tell any entrepreneur um, if you cannot be motivated by yourself, Go keep working for someone until you find that motivation. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. And um, to, to that point, I know a lot of people step out into being an entrepreneur or they have this vision of what an entrepreneur is. And it's rosy. Um, you know, my business is going to be great. I know that I'm going to succeed. And, of course, you should have those positive mm-hmm. feelings. But there are those times when they get beat up. Um, because it didn't mm-hmm. go the way that it that it uh, that it was supposed to go. So tell me, uh, what are some things I guess that you could do or that you um, put out there to help encourage entrepreneurs to overcome obstacles? First thing is you breathe. Yep. Yes, because when you breathe, you know you're alive. That sounds so crazy, but it is. It's very true. That's one of the first things that I do. And Dexter, tell you, I, we can. It can. We had a situation one time where I, the first thing I. This is it. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just have to get it out, and then begin to write down. And I actually got this from Rhonda Byrne. Um, uh, in her book, The Magic, where it talks about the power of gratitude, write down or say out loud three things you're grateful for. You know, because, um, you know, I this happens sometimes at the office. Some things, it was really hot in there. Things weren't happening. I just said, you know what, Laura? I am so grateful that we have an office. Because I remember working from home, and the dog was barking, and the kids were yelling, and I'm trying to run outside to be professional. So I'm right. very grateful that we have an office. <laughs> and... Um, but, you know, find those things to be grateful and remember why you started. Sometimes you got to stop and remember why you started. It wasn't because of all of this. You actually started because you were passionate about something. Something pushed you there. Mm-hmm. Because if money pushed you there, then you you know what? Give it up. You're going to fail. You're going to fail. <laughs> and that's the, that is when I was doing film and video and those um, actors and actresses would come in and I would ask them, like, what motivates you? Oh, I'm going to make this money. Okay, thank you next because mm-hmm. um if you don't see the money you're out of there anyway right right <laughs> you know and when and the the real thing about the entrepreneurial life is you're really not gonna see money yeah you may make a lot of sales mm-hmm. but it's you got to put 31 percent of your money back into marketing so that you can get repeated sales okay That's correct right. correct yes. and you know and then you got to be creative you can't just st- stop with one product mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've got to be creative. If that was the case, then, you know, some of these fast food 
uh, businesses would not be selling chicken sandwiches. They wouldn't be trying to compete with the coffee houses and things of that nature. And they were like, wait a minute, we just if we just sell this, if this is our only product, you have to keep that creativity going. Um, and then sometimes if you can't do it by yourself, then I always say get a team. I have a chapter in the book that talks about business collaborations, but it also talks about you can't make a dead horse walk. And that means if you got a dead person in your business that's a partner get rid of them yep. and I don't care if it's your cousin thank you say that uncle <laughs> auntie I, you know, if my mom is not doing the stuff I'm asking her to Got do to for go. the business I, right I'll see I'll see you on the you 4th of July you get a phone July. call later <laughs> <laughs> yeah she, she's gonna yeah. call me now right, right. <laughs> you guys yes so um how how would you tell someone like myself, a young entrepreneur who is also building their business, their brand and building an empire and still working a day job? Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of in this stagnant position where I'm like, dang, I really want to push my business further. But all my time is at, yes. you know, corporate is at my job. So how do I... I take that risk and how do I know I'm ready to take that risk? Like, okay, let me quit my job and focus on my business because like how she said, um, entrepreneurs really don't start seeing a profit and really my business, it eats away at my money. The right. money that I do get paid from my, uh, my day job, it eats. Like it, it, I, I totally understand. To <laughs> yeah, no, that's yes, been there. So I need I need the job to to fuel my business, but then I'm just I need the time as well. I don't know how to balance the two. Of I need like that definite income, and then I also need the time to to build my business. Like I and I don't want to be like, oh well, I only really get two to three hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. And then my body's gonna help. yeah, my body's gonna crash on me. I've been there and done that, and it does not feel good. So uh, one of the things we have three different time management um, methods that we implement for clients. Some work better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, first things first. Uh, you have to write down everything it is that you need to do. And let me, let me take that back. Do not write it down. Um, I have, I don't have my bag with me, but I have six notebooks with stuff written on it. But from that notebook, it, imme- it immediately goes into something digital. Mm-hmm. It must. Mm-hmm. Because notebooks, your mind, pencil, paper, they're unreliable. Mm-hmm. The one thing we know is that that computer will be on. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you transition, whatever it is you need to do, from your head immediately to something digital that you're going to come back to. Mm-hmm. The second thing that I usually suggest is um, if you haven't heard, have you heard of the Pomodoro method? No. Okay. Uh, basically what the Pomodoro method is, is um, you, you block out your day into 20 minute blocks. Mm-hmm. And for 20 minutes, you only do one thing. Mm-hmm. After those 20 minutes are up, and I'm talking about use the timer on the phone. After those 20 minutes are up, you're done. Mm-hmm. Take a five-minute break. Go check your emails, get on Instagram, Facebook, wherever, mm-hmm. and, do, and then once those five minutes are up, get back to it for 20 minutes. What you'll find is um, I found that I could pack an eight-hour workday into about two to three hours. It's the distractions that drag your day out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and it, it's, it's, it's a good practice. Mm-hmm. When you first start doing it, the distractions will still be there and you'll see over and over again, the numbers, 
most people, when they first start doing it, can get two or three, um, I call them palms, but mm -hmm. pomodors completed in a day. Um, when you get good at it, you'll be able to do eight, eight to 10. Mm -hmm. um, but if you think about that, eight to 10, that's 200 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's right under four hours of your day. So if you get eight to 10 things done for your business a day, or let's just say you got four or five completed, you're going to find that you have more time. Um, in your business is a little different because you have, um, uh, there is time for prep and things like that. But the administration part and mm -hmm. all of those things, you'll, you'll find that you'll get a lot of those things done. And, the, and, the and to the second part of your question, your business will start feeding you the more you get that administrative stuff completed. Mm -hmm. It'll feed you. And then you'll see, and you'll, it's, a, it's an amazing feeling when you don't have to have a job. Mm -hmm. and, and this coming from someone who's got four children. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I, I, I've always felt like I had to have a job, but I finally got to a point where I didn't have to have a job. Mm -hmm. I wanted to work. And I'm going to definitely want to work for me more than I'm going to want to work for someone else. Right. Um, and, and I'm the, I get to, I get to lead that ship. I get, I'm, I'm responsible for its success, its failure. Um, and that's a lot of responsibility. Um, but as far as time, you just focus it in short chunks and then get away from it. And you'll, you'll, you'll see you've got the time to get that because um, I'm ready to come to your restaurant. Okay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then the other thing is um, one of the things that I tell entrepreneurs when you're working a full-time job and you're trying to find the time, one hour, five times a week. It's 20 hours a month that you are only working on your business development. So it depends on the business on what that is. And um, it's just, and because someone said, oh, I'll just, just do five hours on, you know, Saturday or whatever. But when you're trying to balance mm -hmm. and if you're fighting for time, mm -hmm. then one hour, five times a week. So it becomes a part of your routine. Nice. And, um, and then it makes things a little bit easier with the integration. You know, I don't care if it's the movies. If you say that, you know what, on Saturday at 5 o'clock from 5 to 6 is my hour and a new movie just came out, <laughs> then you can't go during that time. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> and that's the other thing as an entrepreneur. You got to tell people no a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're the nun. You're not the fun <clears throat> friend. You're the one they're going to tell you all the time. Oh, that business, you're just going to die in that business. All you do is that business. And you you got to have fun. You got to. Okay, see, you know what? You know what? But I, just because it's time for you to have fun, that ain't my hours. Right. You know? And then sometimes as an entrepreneur, you got to have time for just you away from people. I talk to people all day. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, like Dexter, and I, well, you wouldn't eat lunch by yourself? I sure did. Mm -hmm. I sure did. And then I turned... Friends on, turn Netflix on, watch Friends. I've watched Friends probably a thousand times. <laughs> Doesn't matter. And I sit there and I just enjoy just that time for myself um, because you have to take that time. Nice. So, so yeah. speak, speaking of time, yeah. <laughs> as, we, <laughs> as we get closer to the end of our episode, um, I like to do a, a little segment. Um, Country Financial focuses on um, taking simple steps to achieve larger goals. So I want to go around the room really quickly again. <laughs> um, and uh, Chef, can you tell us maybe some simple steps to, to uh, improve your diet? 
some simple steps. Or share a simple step. I'm, I'm just throwing that to out there as an my example. my diet or? For people. Okay. Your so, customers. I would just say being more mindful of what you're eating. Um, definitely carbs and uh, weighs a lot on you. Um, a lot of salt is not good. Instead of getting a side of fries, maybe just don't do a side. Like, leave the fries out of it. That's what I started telling myself. I, or actually, before I started doing the no fries, I was just doing a midway, which was the baked potato. I'll get a baked potato. But then mm-hmm. I started cheating because I put, like, sour cream <laughs> and butter and cheese and bacon in it. And it didn't go too well. baked potato. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so just being more aware and conscious, and you have to kind of think about your your spirit mobile. I, I say all the time, I, this is just my spirit mobile. My spirit is in here so deep. My body is just it's just a vehicle. Nice. You know, mm-hmm. nice. I'm, I'm out here on the mission. I'm trying to go somewhere. Um, there's a clear path for me. I'm just I have to, and just like everyone knows, you have to take care of your spirit mobile first. Is how you do with your car. If you don't take care of your car, it's going to break down mm-hmm. on you. You right. don't know where it's going to break down on you. You could be on the on a way to go pick up a check for a hundred million dollars, <laughs> and then if you don't take care of that mobile, it's gonna break down on you, and you just sol. So you have to start caring for yourself first. Um, it's just about putting yourself first and being more aware of the things that you eat. I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Martina, simple step from you: <sighs> stop making excuses and just do the doggone thing. Mm-hmm. Short and sweet. Yeah, I love it, Dex. Stop saying that you are not good with tech. Everyone has a cell phone. You are really good with tech. Mm, good point. Good Unless point. you're my grandma. She calls me. She said, babe, my phone's not ringing. Yeah. I said, grandma, it's a little switch ring. Right here on the side. Um, and then, Joy, uh, maybe a simple step for, for uh, a student that's heading off to college. What can you share for us? To have a plan and to be flexible within that plan. There we go. All right. And um, as we wrap up, Joy, can you share how, how, uh, how can people contact you or get more information about Project Ready? So uh, for Project Ready, definitely go on our website, ulgatl.org. They'll have all the website, uh, all the information about all of our programming, but in particular Project Ready. Um, you can also, uh, once you get on there, you can find out um, what our registration requirements are. Okay. Chef Flavor, how can they find you? Oh, you can find me off of my Instagram and Facebook. All of my social media is the same at It's Lamils. That's I T S L O M L S. It's the acronym for Love of My Life. So if anyone has one, you should never forget the name. Okay. Um, you can also check me out on my website, www.itslamils.com. Again, Lamils is L O M L S, acronym for Love of My Life. And that's how you can get in contact with me. My. Um, if you want to personally reach me, I do have a contact me button on my website to where you could email me or text me. Perfect. Martina. All right. So you can go. You guys have my name. So you have my website. It's martinayoung.com. You can get me on Instagram at entrepreneurs trainer. Um, and that's plural entrepreneurs trainer on Instagram and on Facebook. My Enterprises LLC. Perfect. Dex. Okay. Um, The name of my company is Vendetta Systems. You can find me everywhere, and it's real easy. It's like Vendetta with an A. V-E-N-D-A-E-T-T-A. Vendetta Systems. So you go to Vendetta.com. You can find us on Instagram at uh, at Vendetta Systems. Um, We're on Facebook and LinkedIn. We've got a lot of of cool things to show you guys on tech. 
Fantastic. I, I enjoyed having you all. Thank you again for listening to Trusted Advisor Radio. We'll see you next month. 